the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. And the Edomites sent out their army and stopped them from passing into their land. And the same thing happens when the Babylonians lay siege to Judah and Jerusalem. The Edomites send their army out to prevent the Jews from escaping into the land of Edom. They turn them back. For Edom's violence against the Jewish people, God will cut them off forever, he says. It's better to be humble than to have a superiority complex. Pride not only brings your downfall, but also makes you look foolish in the process. But proud people realize this too late. Only when they face a grave situation in life and the experiences teaches them a valuable lesson. Well, today, Pastor Dan will continue reading through the book of Obadiah, where you will see Obadiah's prophecy come true. When God dealt with Edom, God keeps his promise to his people. Whoever curses you, I will curse. Now, here's Pastor Dan in the book of Obadiah, chapter 1, for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Matthew chapter 24, verse 15, Jesus said, Therefore, when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet standing in the holy place, whoever reads, let him understand. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains, for then there will be great tribulation such as not been since the beginning of the world until this time, no, nor ever shall be. And unless those days were shortened, no flesh would be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days will be Shorten during the tribulation period, those living in Judea, Jesus instructs to flee to the mountains. And many believe they'll flee to the mountains of Jordan, former Eden. Revelation twelve six also describes Israel fleeing to the wilderness during the tribulation to a place prepared by God for her. And many believe they'll flee to Edom. Uh, There are several Old Testament passages that indicate that when Jesus Christ returns to the earth at his second coming, he will return first to the land of Edom before going up to Jerusalem and standing on the Mount of Olives. If you're taking notes, you can just jot them down. We're not going to look at them, but Isaiah 34, verses 1 to 7, Isaiah 63, verses 1 to 6. Habakkuk, chapter 3, verse 3, Micah, chapter 2, verses 12 and 13, all indicate the Messiah, Jesus Christ, will return first to Edom to rescue his people that will take refuge there during the tribulation and then go up to Jerusalem. So Edom has a significant role 
in the last days. Now, when Obadiah writes this prophecy against Edom, the conflict between Edom and Israel has been ongoing for 1,500 years. 1,500 years. We can't, you know, we can't even fathom that. They've had this conflict with Edom, this trouble with Edom for 1,500 years. Now, verse 1, we're finally there. The vision of Obadiah. Thus says the Lord God concerning Edom, we have heard a report from the Lord and a messenger has been sent among the nations. Notice that saying arise and let us rise up against Edom for battle. God will use other nations to judge the nation of Edom. I think probably most people don't believe that God has has anything to do with geopolitical events in the world, that God's not involved in geopolitical events. But the Bible teaches that God is very much involved in the geopolitics of the world. And God uses nations as the instrument of his judgment against other nations. God will cause other nations to rise up against Edom. Behold, I will make you small among the nations. You shall be greatly despised. The pride of your heart has deceived you. You who dwell in the clefts of the rock, whose habitation is high up in the mountains is the idea here. You who say in your heart, who will bring me down to the ground? Though you ascend as high as the eagle and though you set your nest among the stars from there, I will bring you down, says the Lord. Now, the Edomites were very prideful, as we're told here, they they trusted in their Uh, their geographic location in the rugged mountains to protect them. They believed they could never be attacked because of their mountain terrain and because their cities were built high in the mountains. It says, you know, like eagles nests, their cities are built in the stars. Uh, Their capital city of Petra was virtually inaccessible. Uh, giving the Edomites a false sense of security and self-sufficiency. The Edomites said, no one can ever bring us down. No one can ever conquer us. We're protected by these mountains. No one could ever invade our nation and take us down. But God said, I'll bring you down. No nation may be able to bring them down, but God can bring them down. And the Bible has many warnings against pride and self-confidence and arrogance Proverbs chapter 16, verse 18, pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. And that was true for Edom. Verse five says, if thieves had come to you, if robbers by night, oh, how you will be cut off. Would they not have stolen till they had enough? If grape gatherers had come to you, would they not have left some gleanings? The idea here is if thieves break into your house tonight while you're here at church. (laughs) Now you're just going to think about that. Did I lock the door? Is the back door locked? But if thieves break into your house, those thieves will only take what they can easily carry off. They're not going to take everything in your house. Uh, Or if someone goes into your vineyard, they'll only take the grapes they can carry off. They're not going to strip the vineyard clean or harvest all your grapes. But God says that Edom will be searched out and all her hidden treasures will be sought after Everything will be taken from Edom. Edom will be stripped of all her treasure. Nothing will be left. God's judgment will be thorough. God's judgment will be thorough. 
or verse six. Oh, how Esau shall be searched out, how his hidden treasure shall be sought after. All the men in your confederacy shall force you to the border. The men at peace with you shall deceive you and prevail against you. Those who eat your bread shall lay a trap for you and no one is aware of it. God will cause this is how God's going to bring Edom down. God will cause Edom's allies to betray her and turn against her. The nations Edom was in confederacy with and at peace with those who eat her bread, meaning those nations with which Edom had a friendship will lay a trap for Edom. It will be a surprise attack against Edom from her own allies. Edom will be caught unaware by this attack. Look at verse eight. Will I not in that day, says the Lord, even destroy the wise men from Edom and understanding from the mountains of Esau? Then your mighty men, O Teman, which was a city in Edom, shall be dismayed to the end that everyone from the mountains of Esau may be cut off by slaughter. Now notice in verse 8, God says, Will I not in that day do this? This is God's doing. This is God's doing. And what's God going to do? Look at verse 8 again. Even destroy the wise men from Edom and understanding from the mountains of Esau. Then your mighty men will be dismayed. The Edomites were known in the ancient world for their wise leaders, their wise leadership. The word wise here, it has the idea of skillful. They had skillful leaders. They once had skillful leaders leading the nation and men of understanding and mighty men, strong military leaders. Listen, the Bible says God can just take wisdom away from the leaders as part of his judgment. He can just take wisdom away and give a nation unwise leaders who don't really know how to govern. And as part of God's judgment against Edom, we're talking about Edom here, okay? Stay with me. We're in Obadiah. As part of God's judgment against Edom, God destroyed their wise men, their men of understanding, and the mighty military leaders. And in their place, God gave Edom unwise leaders, leaders who did not have the skills needed to lead the nation, and God gave them men who lacked the faculty of understanding to lead the nation, And God gave them weak military leaders. And God gave Edom unqualified weak leaders who would be easily defeated by these other nations. He's setting them up like a bowling pin. So he can knock them down. And this is God's doing. God clearly says that at the beginning of verse 8. This is what I'm going to do to the nation. Look at verse 9 with the surprise attack when it happened the military leaders are dismayed. <laughs> you know, can you imagine? Military leaders are totally dismayed by something happening in the nation like this. And everyone from Esau will be cut off by slaughter. I look down in verse 18. It says, no survivor shall remain of the house of Esau. The remaining descendants of Esau were completely wiped out by the Romans in 70 A.D., just as Obadiah predicted. God says here that there'll be no survivor from the house of Esau. That's why you've never met an Edomite. 
because they don't exist anymore. In verse 10, God tells us why he will cut off the Edomites. Look at verse 10. For, here's why, violence against your brother Jacob. Shame shall cover you and you shall be cut off forever. Because of Edom's violence against his brother Jacob, against Israel, they shall be cut off forever. This long history going back to before they were born, Esau and Jacob in the womb. Esau has always acted violently towards Jacob and his descendants. You're listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City, Maryland. We'll return to the second half of today's message in a moment. But first, here's a word from Pastor Dan. It's my privilege to share the Word of God with you through our radio ministry, Ring of Truth. Thank you for tuning in each day. Hey, I would love to hear from you. Will you take a moment to email me to tell me how these daily studies have ministered to you? I want to hear your story. You can email me through our website at calvaryec.com. That's calvaryec.com. Thanks, Pastor Dan. Now let's join him again for the conclusion of today's edition of Ring of Truth. Now in verses 11 to 14, the Lord gives us some specific examples of Edom's violence against Israel. And it's interesting, the examples he gives here are all from the time of the siege of the Babylonians. He doesn't even go back into the rest of their history. It's like what they did during the siege of the Babylonians against Israel. It's like this is the final straw. Like this, this is the final thing. And just this event alone and the way that they acted towards Israel during the siege is enough here for God to say that's it. In verse 11, he says, In the day that you stood on the other side, in the day that strangers carried captive his forces, when foreigners entered his gates and cast lots for Jerusalem, even you were as one of them. Edom stood by and watched as Israel was invaded by the Babylonians and did nothing to help their brother. They just watched it happen. Reminds me of Cain and Abel and Cain saying, am I my brother's keeper? The answer is yes, you are. And when the Babylonians came in and invaded Israel, Edom just watched. And when Jerusalem was attacked by the Babylonians, and it says, and it came time for the spoils of the city to be divided. Look at the end of verse 11. You were as one of them. The Edomites joined the Babylonians in looting the city of Jerusalem. They saw an opportunity there to take vengeance on Israel. One extra biblical record says the Edomites were actually the ones who set fire to the temple during the Babylonian siege. You know, so you can imagine chaos in the city as the city is under siege. And the Edomites see this as an opportunity to take vengeance on Israel. Even setting fire to their temple. Psalm 137 verse 7 says, when the Babylonians attacked Jerusalem, the Edomites shouted, Tear it down to the foundations. Tear it down to the ground. Verse 12 says, But you should not have gazed on the day of your brother, 
in the day of his captivity. Nor should you have rejoiced over the children of Judah in the day of their destruction. Nor should you have spoken proudly in the day of distress. You should not have entered the gate of my people in the day of their calamity. Indeed, you should not have gazed on their affliction in the day of their calamity, nor laid hands on their substance in the day of their calamity. Now, this word gaze that's used a few times here, it means to look upon and gloat or to look upon with joy. They gazed with joy at the day of their brother's captivity. They rejoiced over the destruction of Judah. It says they entered the gates of the city of Jerusalem to loot the city. And to burn it. Again, using this calamity as an opportunity to ransack the city and loot the city. Not unlike today, whenever there's a natural disaster or civil unrest, some see it as an opportunity to loot and vandalize and burn cities. That's what the Edomites did. Indeed, he says, you should not have gazed on their affliction in the day of their calamity, nor laid hands on their substance, their wealth, their possessions in the day of the calamity. It's wrong, according to God. Look at verse 14. You should not have stood at the crossroads to cut off those among them who escaped, nor should you have delivered up those among them who remained in the day of of distress when the Babylonians attacked Jerusalem many Jews tried to escape and flee the country and head to the mountains of Edom and the Edomites would not allow them to enter their land they actually set up roadblocks at the border and prevented the Jews from escaping from the Babylonians turning them back at the border even capturing some and delivering them back into the hands of the Babylonians you know, just like Numbers 20, they just want to come into their land. They're just trying to pass through the land. And the Edomites sent out their army and stopped them from passing into their land. And the same thing happens when the Babylonians lay siege to Judah and Jerusalem. The Edomites send their army out to prevent the Jews from escaping into the land of Edom. They turn them back. Send them back home. For Edom's violence against the Jewish people, God will cut them off forever, he says. He goes on to say, verse 15, For the day of the Lord upon all nations is near. As you have done, it shall be done to you. Your reprisal shall return upon your own head. Verse 16, For as you drank on my holy mountain, so shall all the nations drink continually. Yes, they shall drink and swallow, and they shall be as though they had never been. God's judgment of Edom, what he's telling us here now in verses 15 and 16, is that God's judgment of Edom is a picture of the judgment of all nations that will occur when Jesus Christ returns to the earth. All nations, all nations throughout history, all nations will be judged by Jesus Christ. And all nations will be judged, listen, on the basis of their treatment of Israel and the Jewish people, historically. Turn back with me to Joel chapter 3. 
Again, this is looking to when Jesus Christ returns at the end of the tribulation. To establish his kingdom on the earth. Verse one, for behold, in those days and at that time, when I bring back the captives of Judah and Jerusalem, I will also gather all nations and bring them down to the valley of Jehoshaphat. And I will enter into judgment with them there on account of my people, my heritage, Israel, whom they have scattered among the nations. They have also divided up my land. They've cast lots for my people and have given a boy as payment for a harlot and sold a girl for wine that they may drink. Here, the Lord says, I'm going to gather all the nations and I'm going to enter into judgment with them on account of my people, on account of Israel and how those nations historically treated my people, Israel. Now, go with me to the New Testament, Matthew chapter 25. Jesus talked about this same thing in the Olivet Discourse, the sermon that he gave on the Mount of Olives overlooking the city of Jerusalem, overlooking the temple. Matthew chapter 25, verse 31. Again, this is talking about the second coming of Jesus. These these are Jesus' words. When the Son of Man comes in his glory... And all the holy angels with him. Then he will sit on the throne of his glory. And all the nations will be gathered before him. And he will separate them one from another. As a shepherd divides his sheep from goats. And he will set the sheep on his right hand. But the goats on the left. Then the king will say to those on his right hand. Come you blessed of my father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you. From the foundation of the world. So this is the beginning of the kingdom age here. On the earth. For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. And then the righteous will answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you as a stranger and take you in or naked and clothe you? Or when did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? Look at verse 40. And the king will answer and say to them, Assuredly, I say to you, and as much as you did it to one of the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. The brothers of Jesus Christ, the brethren of Jesus are the Jewish people. He's talking about the judgment of nations for the way that they treated the Jewish people, the people of Israel. Verse 41 Then he will also say to those on his left hand, the goats, depart from me, you cursed into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry and you gave me no food. I was thirsty and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger and you did not take me in, naked and you did not clothe me, sick and in prison and you did not visit me. Then they also will answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not minister to you? Then he will answer them, saying, Assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. These will go into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into everlasting life. Again, the brethren of Jesus Christ were the Jewish people. Nations will be judged on the basis of their treatment of Israel and the Jewish people. It's part of the covenant that God made with Abraham. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse those who who curse you. He asked me how I know and I say bring truer than the fun. 
You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. In today's message, Pastor Dan dove into the book of Obadiah. Obadiah is one of the minor prophets, and he brought a message of judgment to the people. In Obadiah 1, 3-4, he says, The pride of your heart has deceived you, you who live in the clefts of the rock, in your lofty dwelling, who say in your heart, Who will bring me down to the ground? Though you soar aloft like the eagle, though your nest is set among the stars, from there I will bring you down, declares the Lord. The people believed they were invincible, invulnerable to attack, but God reminded them that all their defenses were nothing compared to His power. Our God is a God of might and power. He raises up kingdoms and destroys them. No matter how hopeless the situations around you may appear, God is greater and He cares for the oppressed. Nothing is outside His control and no one can escape His rule. We're so glad that you've decided to join us today. Ring of Truth is a ministry out of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in Columbia, Maryland. If you find yourself in the area, we'd love to see you. Join us for worship this Sunday. You'll find service times and information at our website, calvaryec.com. Once again, that website is calvaryec.com. Well, that's all we have time for today, but we'll see you right here again next time for another message on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that crack. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.